Do you love fun facts, late night Wikipedia rabbit holes? I'm Jesse Carmen, and this is the What the Hell Are You Talking About podcast, where we talk all things curious. Every Friday, we'll explore strange happenings, the unexplained current events, and more. I'll see you on the inside. Hello and welcome to the What the Hell Are You Talking About podcast. If you're listening to this on a Wednesday, that means I'm dropping two episodes this week because I dropped the ball last week. Consistency is only a thing at work. It does not exist anywhere else in my life. So, yeah. This week, well, today, because you get two episodes this week. This week, I want to talk about dating. And the reason that I want to talk about dating is because I hate dating. And the dating of today is not the dating of 10 years ago, is not the dating of 100 years ago, and so on. Now, this is going to be glaringly heteronormative, and that is because a lot of the history of dating and courtship is also glaringly heteronormative, but don't worry. We'll get into the queer stuff on Friday. Disclaimer, I am queer. That's why I'm using that word. If you are also part of the community and you don't like the Q-slur, that is totally understandable. I am only speaking for myself, not anyone else. Okay? Cool. So, if we go back a few centuries, instead of dating, we're looking at courtship. They're different in a lot of ways, but just purely on surface level, what stands out to me is that courtship is like private, intimate, ritualistic, chaperoned. If you have seen Bridgerton, you know what I'm getting at. There's etiquette and shit. Courtship was also often a method of gaining capital, whether monetary or social or both, because those two things often go hand in hand. Now, I don't really want to get into marriage in this episode, but it's definitely worth noting that the purpose of courtship was marriage. And for the last several centuries and beyond, marriage was often more of a business transaction. Women were property. There are legendary marriages and affairs of diplomacy, looking at like Cleopatra, Mark Anthony, Julius Caesar, and probably some kings and stuff. But yeah, like courtship happened for marriage, and marriage has typically not been what we know it to be today either. Arranged marriage is still in practice today. I am not here to make a judgment on the concept of arranged marriage, but yeah. Now, I think a lot of people today are still dating to marry, but other people are just dating for fun or sex, or maybe they want something long-term and stable, but they aren't really interested in the concept of marriage at all, like the paperwork of changing your last name, or like being obligated to share finances. (laughs) Something else to keep in mind is like this standard of men asking women out, like men being the ones who initiate that comes from courtship the suitors come to your house and you hang out with the ones you like and even as we look at the early 20th century that's where you get that motif of like the gentleman caller coming to the parlor to ask permission to take you away for the evening blah 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 so yeah women being treated like property or children and men pursuing them how novel so by the 20s dating was the way courtship was gone everybody was sick of it it was too much They used to think that courtship was, like, required to have a functioning society, but as people stopped courting, they were like, oh, no, it's not. So this dating in in the 20s, in the 1920s, that's when men started paying for shit. That's when it was like men pay for your dinner, men pay for the date. In the before times, 
The women often like chose the activity and her parents would foot the bill. Remember when I said this is going to be super heteronormative? That's what's happening right now. But Jody O'Brien, the author of the Encyclopedia of Gender and Society, wrote that the fundamental shift here was actually due to the settings in which people met each other. And that was rooted in like the increasing freedom of the youths. So she said, different institutions were becoming more prominent in the lives of young men and women, such as school, college and workplaces, which exposed them to a large pool of potential dating partners. As a result, the purpose of dating was primarily to have fun, not to find a marriage partner. However, couples would form after several dates if they were interested in having a more exclusive relationship. Because young people could now meet each other elsewhere, like without going to her house and calling upon her, they started dating. They started hanging out. They started doing things a lot more casually because they were meeting each other more casually. Something else that started to come about as kind of important during this period was love. Love wasn't necessarily absent from the courtships of yesteryear, but it often wasn't the sole focus. And sometimes love matches were forbidden, whether like Romeo and Juliet style, or if you look to the very homoerotic letters written between certain founding fathers, prolific writers, you know, Hamilton and Dickinson types. (laughs) And so as dating became less ritualistic, love became more important. Probably because young people like had more say in who their partner was. So the core of this shift from courtship to dating is literally like the freedom of young adults. Young adults' lives used to be a lot more regulated, particularly women. Like you're not allowed to leave the house without a chaperone. How are you supposed to meet somebody, right? Like you sit there and you look pretty and that's all that you do. (laughs) So once women start going to school, they go out and get jobs, maybe because of the war, maybe because other people are getting jobs and they come into contact with men more casually. So this is all fun or whatever, but how do we get from there to like Tinder and hookup culture. Well, we know people have been fucking outside of marriage forever. And the destigmatization of premarital sex in our culture was kind of like a long and weird road, but it was also a game changer. And it coincided with the civil rights movements, hippie culture and protests around like the Vietnam War. The young people kind of said fuck you to the old ways from American imperialism and anti-communist nationalism masquerading as patriotism to sucking dick and eating pussy. Jokes aside, one of the things that really made casual hookups possible was contraception. So there was a Supreme Court case called Griswold versus Connecticut that was decided in 1965, and that basically gave married couples unique privacy rights that included the purchase of contraceptives. And one of those contraceptives was hormonal birth control. And that case laid the groundwork for Eisenstadt versus Baird in 72, which established the right to contraception like across the board for everyone even the unmarried. So no, hookup culture is not as new as your parents or your grandparents might want you to think. And we've been on this trajectory for a long time. What I think is different now is like, first of all, people have more rights, like oppressed groups have more rights. We might be going backwards on that one, but you know, fucking, okay. (laughs) I'm going to get really mad if I talk about this. I also think the world is a lot smaller because of the internet, because of social media, and because of technology. It's easier to meet people, but it's harder to make genuine connections. And that's not to say that everyone is focused on the superficial. I know that's a criticism that 
both the millennial generation and the generation Z get a lot is that like, we just care about likes and followers, whatever, whatever. But I think it's just difficult to relate to someone and date someone who lives across the country or even the world. Like globalization gives us more options, but it also kind of makes it harder to choose. And then there's also the economy, which sucks. Like I'm 24. I have a degree and my parents had children late, so I can't compare myself to them because my mom was like more than 10 years older than me when she had me. But like the thought of affording a house and a baby right now is so gross, if not impossible. Besides that, though, I think a lot of us are scared of commitment. It's already hard navigating cultural shifts as simple as does he pay or do we split the bill? But there also seems to be like a deep sense among myself and my peers that nothing is permanent and forever doesn't exist. Now, maybe I'm just cynical, which is true. I don't know. The permanence is just not there for me. And like my parents are still together. It's not because like I've seen other people's parents get divorced. Divorce rates are up and that's not a bad thing. That means people who shouldn't be together aren't staying together, which is a good thing. Okay. I hate when people use divorce as like our country's falling apart. No, people are figuring out what's right for them. Let them be on their fucking journey. Okay. Sorry for that tangent. But I think, oh my God, I've only been recording for 10 minutes. This is what I get when I plan. Like, I wrote a whole three-page outline, and it took me 10 minutes to go through that outline. When I'm meandering and wandering and talking out of my ass, I have more to say. I don't know. When I write things down, I'm too concise. (laughs) Too concise. Anyway. This isn't even going to be 10 minutes because I know there's already some things I have to cut. I don't know what else to talk about. I didn't mean for this episode to be this short. I'm going to wait until we hit like 15 minutes. I don't know if this episode will actually be 15 minutes after I'm done editing it, but I'm going to do my best. It is technically a bonus episode after all. Except not really, because the only reason it's happening is because I didn't publish an episode last week, so it actually just keeps us on track. But that's fine. It can be short. Who are you, the podcast length police? (laughs) It's like 3.45 on a Monday. I don't know where this energy is coming from. But here we are. I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say about dating, and I kind of don't. I think it's annoying. I don't like getting to know people. I just want to already know them. (laughs) I hate the uncertainty of dating. I hate like not knowing. I'm okay. Listen, I'm not very good at social cues. And if you've only ever engaged with me virtually, you may not know that. But if you have met me in person, I was either trying really hard or I was not getting the social cues. And that's something that makes dating difficult for me. I don't know what's going on. I don't know when someone's trying to be cute or whatever. I'm oblivious. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know this person. I just have to spend like a few hours with them. What are you talking about? A few hours, just the two of us? Excuse me? I don't know. It's stressful. It stresses me out. (laughs) I don't like it. What else? 
I hate dating apps. I barely talked about dating apps in this episode, but I do not like the apps. I don't like Tinder. I don't like Hinge. I don't like, I don't know, the other, Bumble. Don't like Bumble. There's others as well. I didn't like her very much either. Thought I would like it. But dating apps are just, I don't like trying to get to know people over text because I don't know what you think is funny or what you like, so I don't know what to say to you. How am I going to send you a meme if I don't know what your taste in memes is? How, like, and you can't read people's tone. I just never know what to say when I'm texting someone. I'm just like, cool, awesome. Like, I don't, uh, uh, am I supposed to write you an essay? Am I supposed to ask you about your family? I don't know. I have no idea. And then once I get to know you and I like texting you, I don't shut up. I'm just sending you like, I saw a frog today. And you're just like, cool. And I'm like, yeah, it was green. (laughs) (laughs) Life update, saw a frog, it was green. That's what Twitter's for. I'm really trying to stretch this episode out, y'all, but I don't think I'm going to make it. I didn't have as much to say about this as I thought I did. This was really condensed and concise, and I think that's the end of things. Okay, wait, 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 wait a minute. I have a few more things to say. While I am also a hopeless romantic who is a little bit obsessed with finding love, I do think that we focus too much on romantic love in our culture. I think there are a lot of other kinds of really valuable connections to make with people besides romantic or sexual ones. I think this happens particularly to women and femmes, but we also lift up love accomplishments like marriage sometimes more than we do career ones or other life accomplishments like, I don't know, getting a degree or moving into a new place or getting a promotion or whatever. I think that I just, I don't know. I think we focus too much on love. But then at the same time, there's this other part of me that's like, yeah, celebrate love. Love is so nice. I, I don't know. It's, there's a lot going on in here. I'm, I, I have contradictory feelings. But, uh, anyway, yeah, I don't know. This episode was not what I intended or expected it to be, but that's fine. I still recorded it, and that is the only standard I have for myself, which I did not meet last week, and this makes up for that. Got it? This is not like sleep where you can't actually make up for the hours you've missed. Did you know that, by the way? That is not how your brain works. You cannot make up for missed sleep. You're just like that now. You can, like, get rest and feel less tired because you need rest, but you can't make up for lost sleep, technically. This is not like sleep. This covers the episode I didn't publish last week. Anyway, thank you for listening. I'll see you on the inside. Disclaimer. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The stories and statements expressed herein are experiences and opinions. They may not represent the views of the production studio or the hosts. If you disagree with our content, that's okay. No podcast is perfect for everyone.